0: morning if y'all could please stand since this is the first sunday of the month you know we always sing happy birthday and i know it's tina's birthday today too so let's go ahead and sing happy birthday to her Anybody anybody else besides tina christy i know is at the end of june anybody else All right, let's go ahead and sing it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) And Isaac, since he didn't raise his hand. All right, someone give him praise or thanks for something he is or does. Dante? I'm thankful that you built this place to be with you. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, Dan. I am thankful for our son. I'm just going Anybody else? All right, today we're going to sing from Psalm 145. We're going to uh, read Psalm 145. A song of praise of David. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts The Lord is faithful to all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all those who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on Him in truth, He fulfills the desire of those who fear Him. He also hears the cries of those who saves Him. Of saves them, the Lord preserves all who love Him, and all the wicked He will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever. We're gonna recite the Lord's prayer, but before we or they're gonna sing. Um, praise and worship but before we do let's recite the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen
1: Oh, his love. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you. my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, your
2: good morning everyone when we take communion we're mostly remembering jesus sacrifice on the cross the bread and wine are tangible visible reminders of christ's love rather than just saying remember jesus gave us a reminder just like we depend on food and drink to live physically we can only live spiritually through christ As we take the body and blood of Christ, we need to be thankful. The Lord's Supper is not only a reminder of his death, but is also a celebration of the grace of God and the privilege of being forgiven. Amen.
3: Now is the time in the service for announcements. First, if you need a bulletin, this is what color they are today, pretty fancy. Um, We're always collecting empty pill bottles uh, for Matthew 25 Ministries. They use them locally and globally for different means. Also used ink cartridges, bring them in. It helps reduce the um, office supply cost here for the church. There are bins out in the foyer to help collect those things. Food pantry, closed closets, every Thursday, 5 to 7. Donations can be dropped off for those things. If you have people asking you, hey, when can we drop off? Hey, when can we pick up things if someone's in need? Um, If you see something on Facebook that someone's in need, go ahead and respond to that. Say, hey, our church has something for you, Um, and it's Thursday, 5 to 7. Refit free dance fitness class, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 6.30 to 7.30. Breakfast Fellowship, uh, first Sunday of the month at 9.30, so that was this morning. Breakfast is always better when we eat together. Um, HCC Summer Community Cookout, so we're going to be starting these. It is next Saturday, June 10th at noon, so we'll meet here. Um, at eleven, there is a sign-up at the welcome table. This is—we um, started this last year during the tornadoes. It was our plan to do it before the tornadoes, but the tornado kind of helped spark it. Um, so this is where we go out into the community and serve a meal to our neighbors. So we grill out and just um, just have a good time with them. Just build a relationship with them, eat with them, and uh, just serve them more food. <laughs> <laughs> food and fellowship. Um, The theme is going to be bring your favorite food. So this is Wednesday, June 21st, six to eight. It will be here. We do a lot in this sanctuary, so it gets rearranged for lots of different things. We're very thankful. Um, Lots of signups at the welcome table. Just sign your name on all those papers. Come and eat. (laughs) Free pancake day more food. All right. So um, Heartland's going to be partnering with Bluebird Bus of Hope. If you've seen that big blue bus out in the parking lot, um, they do a lot in Claremont County. They've been doing a lot in Goshen. That's one of their stops. So we partner with them. Um, It's going to be from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. More to come on this. Obviously, it's at the latter part of the month, but there is a sign up. Um, They're going to be bringing their bus over. They're going to be bringing some supplies. We'll be bringing some things. We're going to be grilling out Pancakes, that sounds weird, grilling, grilling pancakes, um, and some toppings. And so, we're, again, we'll be loving on the community. So, building more relationships, eating with them, um, being a part of their life. And um, this will be at Lakeshore. So, come and eat, come and serve, um, sign up at, at the welcome table. Weekly budgets listed here, so we can help serve locally and, and uh, across the world. Um, Ways to give in person in the back in the offering box. There is online. Um, You can mail in checks if you choose to. The Chosen is um, another way that we serve the community. It is every Sunday, 630 to 745, uh, from now until July 9th. uh, Free popcorn and drinks are provided. We've had a really good showing. So um, come. It's on the big screen, and uh, we just have a really good time. Now is going to be the 10-minute meet-and-greet, but I want to let you know that something new we're going to be doing is you'll see more kiddos in here. We're going to start having the kids come in for the first part of the service, and during the 10-minute meet-and-greet, you guys can grab a drink. Um, if you have kiddos, they'll be going down for um, what we're calling Kids on the Hill down at that time. So you'll start to see the kids more, which I think is good. We need to know whose kids are attached to whose and you know, get to know them more and um, pray for them, say hello, see their feet running around a little bit, but um, love on them. All right, now's your time for 10-minute meet and greet.
2: All right, All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I'm finally ready. Actually, I'm never ready, but it's, it's, you got to go sometime, right? You got to go. All right, so let's uh, turn together in our Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Then we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Acts 2 1 through 4. When you find it in your Bible, please stand for the reading of God's Word. And the title of today's teaching is Holy Spirit Baptism. This is going to be part five of this series. If you haven't heard uh, the rest of these, I think we're still having trouble with the website, getting all of them up, but you can hear, um, you can hear at least the first two are up there, so I don't know when the, when the rest will be up, but we're working on it because we had to switch websites and all this stuff because the company we were with went out of business or they're going out of business, so anyway. So you can go back and listen to at least the first two, and hopefully we'll have the, uh, the next, so the other two, and then this one up within the next uh, week or so. So in, uh, in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4... The scriptures say Now when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came from the sky a sound like the rushing of a mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Tongues like fire appeared and were distributed to them, and one sat on each of each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other languages, as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. You may be seated. So, we spent the last four weeks talking about Holy Spirit baptism, that we've learned that the promise of Holy Spirit baptism is for all God's people. We've learned that the meaning of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive the gift the Father promised, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit poured out on you, and to have the Holy Spirit come upon you. for Luke, those are all different ways of talking about Holy Spirit baptism. We've also seen the purpose of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive supernatural spiritual gifts that equip us for Christ-honoring service. Now, we touched on the practical aspects of Holy, Holy Spirit baptism. We saw that Holy Spirit baptism happens after water baptism, and Holy Spirit baptism happens through prayer and the apostles placing their hands on people. Jesus gave the apostles the authority to represent him in all matters that pertain to the church, and that includes the authority to baptize with the Holy Spirit through prayer and the laying on of their hands. The last week we talked about how the apostles passed that authority on to the men who were who, who are appointed by them to the office of elder in the church. So in our day, Holy Spirit baptism is given after Wilder baptism when the elders of the church pray and lay hands on the newly baptized believer. Now, today we're going to ask and answer the most controversial thing about this whole subject, what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? That's what we'll talk about today. Let's pray. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, illuminate the Scriptures to us so that our minds may be open to receive your word and our hearts taught to love it and our wills strengthened by your grace to obey it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Now, the book of Acts is the only place in the New Testament Scriptures that describes what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of Scriptures talk about and promise Holy Spirit baptism, but it's only in the book of Acts that we see examples of people receiving the Holy Spirit. And in most of those examples... Where Luke talks about Holy Spirit baptism in the book of Acts, Luke either directly states or strongly implies when people were baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit, those who received the Holy Spirit were empowered by the Holy Spirit to praise in other languages and to prophesy. Now, the first example that we see is on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit was poured out and came upon the Lord's people for the first time, Luke tells us in Acts 2, 3-4, "...tongues like fire appeared and were distributed to them, and one sat on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other languages, as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak." Now notice that tongues like fire appeared and were distributed, "...and one tongue sat on each of the disciples." They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gave them the supernatural ability to speak in other languages, the other languages that he had just distributed to each of them. Now, did this happen to all the disciples, or was it just the apostles? Is is Luke just talking about the apostles here? Well, since the last people that Luke talked about in Acts 1.26 were the 12 apostles, many conclude that the they in Acts 1-4 refers only to the apostles. And therefore, only the apostles received the tongues of fire. But I believe it's much more likely the tongues of fire came on all the disciples. We're talking about the 120 people that Luke had mentioned back in Acts 1.15. And the main reason I believe this is because Luke goes on to tell us that a crowd of people had gathered to where the disciples were sitting after they received the gift of the Spirit. And in Acts 2.14-18... Luke says, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and spoke out to them, You men of Judea and all you who dwell at Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. For these aren't drunken as you suppose, seeing it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was, has been spoken through the prophet Joel. It will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Yes, and on my male servants and on my female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirits and they will prophesy. So the 120 disciples, they're sitting together in one place. And they were all speaking in other languages because they just received the Holy Spirit. And when the crowd came together, the 12 apostles stood up from among the 120. And then Peter speaks to the crowd about what they were witnessing the disciples do. Peter says, these are not drunken as you suppose. Now, some translations say, these men are not drunken as you suppose. But the word men is not in the Greek. That's an interpretation based on somebody's opinion about what they think the scriptures mean right here. So Peter says, these people, or these men and women, are not drunken, as you suppose. And then Peter quotes the prophecy of Joel to explain to the crowd what they were witnessing. Peter emphasizes that God's Spirit would be poured out on all flesh, on both men and women, on both God's sons and God's daughters, on both God's male and female servants, and both men and women would prophesy. So I believe that they who had the tongues of fire distributed to them is not just the apostles, but all the disciples. Luke says they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gave them the supernatural ability to speak with other languages that they had not learned. And if your translation says tongues, that's exactly what it means. It just means other languages. Real language is not some... I'm going to get it that right now. We'll get into that a little bit later And in Acts 2.11, Luke tells us what they were saying in these other languages. The crowd said, we hear them speaking in our languages the greatness of God. Now, many have mistakenly taught that the disciples were preaching the gospel to the crowd in these different languages. But Luke says they were speaking of the greatness of God. They were praising God in languages they had not learned. And it was not till Peter stood up with the 11 apostles that Peter preached the gospel. See, the rest were praising God in different languages. So what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, on the day of Pentecost, we see that when the Holy Spirit came upon Christ's disciples, God's people were given supernatural spiritual ability to speak about the greatness of God, to praise God in languages they had never learned. And when we turn our attention to Cornelius and his household, it becomes even more clear that these tongues were not for preaching, but for praising. So, just as Peter was the first apostle to preach the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews, Peter was also the first apostle to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. If you don't know what a Gentile is, Gentile is just everybody that's not a Jew, basically. The nations is what the scriptures call it. So, Peter preached not only to the Jews first, but he also preached to the Gentiles first. And the Lord had arranged this entire meeting between Peter and a Roman centurion and his household. So they all gathered to hear Peter speak a message through which they would be saved. And in Acts 10, 44 through 47, Luke tells us that while Peter was still speaking these words, he's speaking the message about the kingdom of Christ, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed, and as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles. So Peter preaches the gospel to these Gentiles, and they accept the gospel, and God pours out His Spirit on them. And the Jewish believers are amazed to see that the gift of the Holy Spirit is poured out on the Gentiles, just as He was on the Jews. And how did these Jewish believers know that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles? Well, Luke tells us in Acts 10.46. He says, for or because they heard them speaking another language, languages and praising God. Now, the Greek word for praising is, a, is the verbal form of the Greek word Luke used back in uh, Acts 2.11 when he said, we hear them speaking in our languages, the greatness of God. And I wish we could get English translators to translate the Bible and just translate it instead of trying to be fancy. You don't have to get fancy because you miss all these connections. So this is the connection. These Gentiles were baptized with the Holy Spirit just as the Jews had been. And they praised God in languages they had not learned just like the Jews did. And Luke specifically says that this is how the Jewish believers knew that Gentiles had received the Holy Spirit. So what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, when the Holy Spirit came upon Christ's disciples at Pentecost and at Cornelius' house, well, God's sons and daughters were given supernatural ability to speak about the greatness of God, to praise God in languages they had never learned. Now, let's turn our attention to a final example of what happens when people receive the Holy Spirit in the Scriptures. In Acts 19... Luke tells us Paul found some disciples in Ephesus. If you read the whole story, he's going behind Apollos, which is a, another disciple who was going around preaching just the baptism of John. He, had, he, he wasn't really up on the fact that Christ had come, and then there's a different kind of gospel being preached, or the person who John was pointing to had arrived. So this is where we're picking this up. Paul is finding some people in Ephesus, and Paul expected these disciples to know whether or not they'd received the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19.2, Luke tells us, Paul asked these disciples, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? Now, let me ask you all a question. How many of us have ever been asked this question right here? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? Has anybody ever asked you that? I'm just interactive. Let's interact. Anybody ever asked you all that? Some people, yes. Some people have been asked that, right? Most of us have not because this is not something that we talk about. We don't talk about these things. So did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Paul expected those disciples to be able to answer yes to that question. But then that brings up another important question. How could these disciples say yes to that question unless something was supposed to happen, something that they could point to and say, yes, we received the Holy Spirit, and we know that we received the Holy Spirit because this happened. Well, those disciples, they told Paul that they'd never even heard that the Holy Spirit was given, and that they'd only received John's baptism again because they heard the gospel from Apollos, or at least they heard some of it. So Paul tells them that uh, John was pointing to Jesus, and then Paul administered Christian baptism. And then Paul placed his hands on them. And after that, they could forever answer yes to the question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Why? Well, because as Luke says in Acts 19.6, when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with other languages and prophesied. So here Luke reminds us again of the promise that God gave us or the promise that he told us about. Back in Acts 2.17, the promise from, uh, from Joel, where it says, It will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Yes, and on my male servants and on my female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy. So that's exactly what happened to these disciples in Ephesus. So when God poured out His, the Holy Spirit on them, when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, when they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke with other languages, likely praising God with those other languages, and they prophesied. So what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, when the Holy Spirit came up on Christ's disciples at Pentecost, and at Cornelius' house, and in Ephesus, Well, God's sons and daughters were given supernatural ability to speak about the greatness of God, to praise God in languages they'd never learned, and to prophesy. Now, as we close, here's a question for all of us. Should we expect the same thing to happen today? Should we expect people to praise God in other languages that they've never learned, and to prophesy when they receive the Holy Spirit? You know, a lot of people would say, no. They say those were unique experiences for the early church. And they usually don't have any explanation as to why those are just for the early church. And then the explanation they do give, to me, I think is not very, doesn't put all the scriptures together. See, I'm convinced that if we're going to be biblical, if we're just going to go by what we read in the scriptures, then we should expect some sort of spirit-inspired speech to come out of people's mouths. When they're baptized with the Holy Spirit, praising God in languages they never learned and prophecy. See, there's no scriptural support for the idea that something will not happen to everyone who receives the Holy Spirit. The people may claim the scriptures teach that, but those claims don't explain the scriptures we've looked at today. The reason people get to those places or they get to the place where they say this is not for today is because... You start with a system that says all that stuff was for an earlier time, and then you read the Scriptures through that filter, right? We can't read the Scriptures that way. We have to put all the Scripture together. And again, the only place in the New Testament where we're given specific examples of what happens when people receive Holy Spirit baptism is in the book of Acts. And in those examples in the book of Acts, it's crystal clear that some sort of Holy Spirit-inspired speech came out of their mouths. So what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Scripturally speaking, Spirit-empowered speaking in different languages to praise God and prophecy. Something people that can point to and say, Yes, I know I received Holy Spirit baptism because this happened. Because I spoke in other languages and I prophesied. See, when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit, some sort of Spirit-inspired speech will come out of their mouths. And it will also enable them to glorify God and give them a new or renewed power to be effective witnesses for Christ. So should we expect that today? The answer to that question is yes, we should. And for those who say we should not, the burden of proof is on them. It's not on us who hold to the scriptures. The burden of proof is on those who say it does does not apply today. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you can't find any scripture anywhere that says this is going away. It doesn't go away. Now I know people use things in First Corinthians, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week, but that's the things people use to say that this is not for us, it's just not really good arguments, and it doesn't, again, explain what we just talked about today. The fact is, Peter said that this, this gift is for all of us, the promise is for all of us. At Acts 2.38, he said the promise is for you and for those of your, your children and those who are far off. This promise, the same thing that happened on the day of Pentecost, that promise is for all of us. So should we expect that today? The answer is yes. How does this happen to people today? We're going to need to come back next week to hear the answer to that question. I've already given you a hint, right? But I don't want to just go into something because there's so much we got to talk about here because there's so much abuse when it comes to this subject, so much that people don't understand. So we need to make sure we're taking our time and understanding this fully before we get into things that are Are not biblical, things that are not what the Lord wants for his church. But if you come back next week, we'll talk in depth about how to apply this, and then um, we'll go on from there, right? So let's all stand for prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the ability to hear your word, the freedom we have in this country to do so. Lord, we uh, ask you to help us to understand the things that we've heard today. Give us um, spiritual understanding. Uh, the Holy Spirit who inspired the word, help him to, uh, have him help us to understand the truth of the word. Lord, if there's anything in our minds and our hearts that uh, do not line up with your word, I pray that you reveal that to us. We just want the truth and we want to walk in the truth. And give us the grace to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. So they're going to sing a final song. Um, before they do that, I just want to invite you, if you want to come forward for prayer, you're welcome to do that. If you um, have a question about something I've said today, I'll be available afterwards. We can talk about it. Um, if you are sick, the Scriptures tell us that if you're sick, you should call for the elders of the church, uh, have them anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord, and pray over you. And the prayer offered in faith will make sick people well. That's what the scriptures teach us. There's uh, also a condition attached to that. He says, uh, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. So when James talks about that, he's not talking about just physical healing, but also spiritual healing. If you need spiritual healing today, the way to get that is to come forward, confess your sin, we'll pray for you, and then you will be forgiven, you will be healed. So we'll do that as they sing the song. Before they do that, uh, I'm going to speak the Lord's blessing over you all. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Have a good week.